The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi there, I'm Rebecca Lowe. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Connor, what a finish from Traore there. First of all, your reaction to that winning goal. Oh, massive throws, massive throws, incredible finish. Fantastic player, we know what he brings to us. He's, listen, he's, he, he, he does that all the time in training. We see what he brings us every single week. I think everybody sees it and the sort of player he is. He's fantastic. And listen, we stuck in there. We stuck in there. It was tough second half, I thought. First half was a little bit more us, second half was a little bit more them. And I don't think we managed it well enough in the second half and started to press a little bit higher. But listen, we stuck in there, we kept it 0 0 and 1 0 and got away with three points we made up with it. That win now means that you're 12 points clear of danger. Do you feel like you're safe now? No. No, you're always, listen, no matter what anybody says, you're always scared of it. Always, I think it's, it's something that just lives with football players. It's, you, you do get a little bit scared of it, but listen, we come here knowing we had to get a good result after, after obviously West Ham. So, and we've done that. It didn't matter how we've done it. We've done it. Like I said, I thought first half played really well. Second half didn't manage it well enough, but to come away with three points is all that mattered for us today. Jose had that goal ruled out for offside in the build-up from Pedence. That VAR decision, did that one choke a little bit? Listen, we're, we're lucky we're standing here with a win, aren't we? Because I think it'd be a massive talking point. It's same. I don't think you should mask over it, to be honest. Listen, I've spoken about offsides enough in my time. It's it's annoying. It's frustrating. It's hard to take. And what made it worse was when the the, the picture come on the screen. And then, listen, I feel I feel sorry for John and I feel sorry for the referees and the officials because I was asking him who was offside. And he didn't know. And it, it's tough. Do you mean it's tough? So I do feel sorry for them. But I don't think it's right. It's happened, and we're just lucky now. We're staying there with three points. Pedro Neto had to come off. Is that the, the one downside from this performance? Yeah, listen, Pedro's a fantastic player for us. We, we know what he brings to this team. He, he's a fantastic talent. He's a brilliant person and we hope he's going to be all right. We've had a few injuries now this season. Like, like all teams have, I'm not saying it to come, come to some sort of excuse. I think all teams have, so it's disappointing for us. We, we want to make sure he's OK. And, listen, he, he had to come off because he was feeling his knee. He felt it for a few weeks as well, so he's played on it, which is fantastic from his point of view. It shows his character, but he's a massive player for us and we just hope he's all right. So that's an injury he'd already had? Yeah, it's just something where he's been... Obviously, we all have little niggles, just little niggles, do you know what I mean? I think he's obviously felt it in the game, which... But it just shows the character he is. He's the sort of character who wants to play through everything. But, listen, every football player is like that. I'm not saying that about Pedro. Every football player plays two things. So, listen, we just hope he's OK, yeah. Wolves pumped up. It was their first win since February 19th. But the story here is full because we went into this match and Scott Parker was asked point blank, is this must win or is this cannot lose? Tim, you were team cannot lose. Danny, you had must win. They get neither in this one. So where does Fulham go from here? It's devastating. The way, the way they lost at the end as well, just devastating. I felt like they needed a point from the game just to keep that pressure on Newcastle. I can assure you, Danny will attest to this, those Newcastle players would have been jumping off their beds and off their couch. I'm telling you they will because they got a really good chance now 
if they can go, if they can get a, three points at Burnley to yep. put themselves six points clear. Because I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Fulham will get anything from Arsenal and Chelsea, which are the next two games. So if they, if they, if Newcastle can create this cushion for themselves, it's tough, really it, tough. It's the emotion of it all. You know, we we saw some of the players at, at the end of the game, Lamina in particular. He's he's in tears, and that that's not about today's result. That's a culmination. You know, they've had three opportunities in recent weeks. Leeds, Villa and today Wolves. Each of those games, they could have got themselves out of the bottom three. Yeah. Each of those games, they conceded either late on or in the second mm-hmm. half to, to, to lose those games. And that has a huge effect on a player. And you go into that dressing room, and I can guarantee in that dressing room now, it will be absolute mm. silence because people will be so upset emotionally because they'll be sat in that dressing room thinking, that's it now, we've missed our chance. Because Newcastle now have the opportunity to go six points up. Psychologically, it's huge. Like Tim said, Newcastle players will be sat at home and they will have been punching the air and everything because it's a huge result for them and it changes their whole mindset going into it. It has to. I mean, you talked about this going into this game. It was definitely more mental than physical for both these teams. So for Newcastle, not only are you celebrating right now, how loose are you when you get to the start of your game compared to what you would have been? <laughs> Slightly looser, yeah. but it'll still be tight. And you see those tears. Those are real from the Fulham players. We talked about managing the expectations, the emotions, and, and this is what, what comes out. What I would say now is, it's yes, Newcastle can create a cushion, but this isn't over yet. They yep. both have difficult games. And we talked to Scott Parker. We like his management style. He's got it all to do to pick those players up because, as Danny said, they will be on the floor in that dressing room, but they still have a lot of games to play. And it is really big from Fulham's perspective because since February, they've been cutting that gap. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, that gap that's being cut can be extended again, mm-hmm. so it becomes an issue. Anthony, can you put into words just how you feel right now? Uh, just devastated. I think all the lads, you know, we know we've let something slip there and it's a chance to get out the bottom three. It's a chance to put on a good performance and win a game and... We haven't took it, unfortunately. We've battled, you know, everyone's given their everything for 90 minutes. I feel like we've played well and then, you know, we've just let it slip at the end and it's, you know, it's really devastating. I mean, you look like you did absolutely everything you possibly could to try and make it happen tonight. Did you feel like you did and it just wasn't meant to be? I feel like everyone did. I feel like, you know, you look around the changing room at every single man involved, you know, the players, even the staff, little subs on the bench trying to will us on and... No one could have given any more tonight, and unfortunately it weren't enough. And, you know, it's not our night at the end of the day, but, you know, I think if we keep that same fighting spirit, then, you know, looking forward, we've just got to be optimistic and try and bounce back, really. Well, yourself and Samedo look to have some good one-on-one battles tonight. Was it tough? Yeah, it was tough, yeah. Um, you know, it was a high-energy game down that side, and, you know, there was a lot of running involved, and, you know, he's a very good player, but, you know, I felt like I've given my all tonight, and I can't really do much more than that. Is it nice being back in the starting lineup? Is it now just taking the opportunities and the chances that you have left in the remaining games? Yeah, on a personal level, I want to play every single game. That's why I've come here. I've come to play, get better, and you know, win games. And I want to try and be a part of helping this team stay in the league. And uh, whatever way I can contribute to that, I'll give my every and every single time I'm out there on the pitch. Well, as you said, obviously devastated tonight, but you're going to have to pick yourselves up. How do you keep your heads held high in these times? Um, I think, you know, we all know every single thing we've given there tonight and we know that that's got to be a bare minimum for the last last couple of games that we've got. And, um, you know, we need we need a little bit extra. We need to start putting more goals in as well. Well, Scott, can you put into words how are you feeling right now? Painful. It's a, it's, a, it's a painful one. I've been in football. I've been involved in football for a long time and and that, that is a, that's a blow, obviously, the way 
the way the game ended up was, was a real blow. And of course, at this present moment in time, a, a lot of hurt. And I think you, you witnessed that at the end of the game with the team and myself, really. So, of course, um, yeah, it was, it's a hard one to take. Um, and we have to move on. We go again now. Well, what did you make of the performance? Because it seemed like everybody left everything out on the pitch. I, you know, I've got nothing but full praise for my team. The effort, the fight, the desire they showed tonight was every bit of a team that won care, won a desperate. And um, in football and in the Premier League, sometimes you get hurt at certain moments. And, and that's what's happened tonight. We, we fought, we tried everything we can, commit players. We've lost the game of football. We had a will to win this game tonight, and it's not quite happened for us. But as always, you know, people may look at this game. You asked me the question before the game, is it a must-win? This team have gone to Anfield and won. This team have gone to Goodison and won, Leicester and won. Can we go to the Emirates? Can we go to wherever? Of course we can. Of course we can. And I think people have witnessed that tonight in terms of a, an endeavour about us and a spirit. Um, and with that, I've... I, you know, I am young in terms of that. I've experienced a lot of things in terms of not just in football, hurt and pain. Um, what you do need is a, is a resilience about you. And as quickly as we're hurt tonight, which we are, um, with fight and with spirit, you've always got a chance. And I have no doubt one bit in this team of players, and I have not, not one doubt that this team have not got spirit and not got fight. And with that, like anything, when you have pain and when you have hurt, I'm not just talking about football, I'm talking about life in general, you have to have a resilience and sometimes you've got to get yourself off the canvas and go again. And I'd be standing here worried if I felt I didn't have a group of players that can't get themselves off the canvas. I have a group of players that can. And while tonight has been a bit of a hammer blow, we'll come back fine for sure, for sure. We've got six games left of the season. Is it now a psychological battle as much as it is a physical one? It's always been a psychological battle for us. It's always been that. We are where we are in a division. And, and, and that's the way it's been, because during this journey, what we've had this year, there's been, there's been some bumps. We've put ourselves in an incredible position. Um, and like I said, of course, there's a psychological element, but I echo them words, what I said. I'd, I'd be worried if I didn't see a resilience. I'd, I'd be worried if I didn't see a team that could go to places and win football matches. I believe we can. And the fine margins tonight was, in the last minute, the boy breaks through at the tightest of angles and, and, and puts one in at pace in the top corner. So part and parcel of football and the disappointment and the hurt you sometimes face and we, we face that tonight but honestly we, I honestly believe without a shadow of a doubt we'll come again stronger and we'll come again better. Well you listed there the results that you have had this season are you scratching your head a little bit thinking how are we in this position when we have beaten those top teams? Well, at times you are of course you are at, time, at, at times that is the case um, but this is the league we're in this is this is a team that's come up this year and at times this is, this is what happens um, but the reason we're in the position we're in is, is because in terms of the chance we give ourselves and this game tonight and where we are is because of what I talk about. And um, we need to maintain it. We will maintain that. I'll make sure we maintain it. That's how, that's how I live as a, as a person in terms of the team and how I build the team. I always want a resilient team. And my team give me every single bit of that tonight. I ask them to go on that pitch and fight. For the fans who are sitting at home watching us from a distance, I hope they're proud of the team. I hope that I, I get they're disappointed. I'm disappointed. We're all disappointed. And the fine margins are exactly we've lost the game. But with that fight and with that spirit, I hope they're very, very proud of the, the side tonight. They should be. Well, Scott, thank you for talking to Thanks me. Thanks a lot, Becky. Thank you. It's four straight losses. You heard the word devastating, painful, a lot of hurt. We saw the faces of the players leaving the pitch, tears there, and you wonder how do they move on. 
Did we just get the answer on how this team moves on? Is Scott Parker mm. the driving force? He's convinced me they're, they're going to pick themselves up and get out of the, uh, the danger. Uh, we talked about his players being low. He said he needs to be able to pick his players up off the canvas after getting that hammer blow. I'm convinced that he certainly will be able to do that, get them onto the training ground in the coming week, convince them they can go get results at top clubs. And that's what, that's what a good manager does. We like his style, and this is why. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Mm. You know, mm. there's, there's no question about that, and you can tell that the players want to play for him. They had, they had a really difficult start, lost seven of the first ten, did a lot of their business later on, so they've been playing catch-up all the way through. But that's just him as a manager. I think he's, I think he's a wonderful manager, and if anybody can get them going again, it will be him. We said, Danny, last mm. weekend, we wondered, mm. was, was that game against West Brom just a freak? It looks like it was. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was a blipper. I think Crystal Palace didn't do themselves any favours, but don't take anything away from Chelsea. I thought they looked really good going forward. I think the fact that they were on the front foot all the time as well. I think you're always looking for a reaction. Yes, they played in the Champions League, but I think everybody, myself in particular, is looking to see what the reaction was going to be today after the defeat last week. And it was a really positive one and a thoroughly deserved victory, and it could have been more. Very, it's faultless, really, from Chelsea today. Yeah, and it, and it clearly was a blip. It's what we kind of expected. There's a lot of positives to take from that game. Kristen Pulisic, two goals. I thought Mason Mount controlled the tempo. He was e easy on the eye. He connected passes. Havertz looks like he's really finding his form and getting in pockets. That, that's his best position is just finding those little pockets, and he seems to be in rhythm. You know, a guy like Timo Werner is going to just miss out on this completely because they're, they're getting overtaken. I, I, I love the fact that their, their defenders score goals. Zuma gets his fifth of the season. He always looks dangerous. And, and look, they didn't keep a clean sheet, but they also don't look like they're going to concede many clear-cut chances either. So well done, Chelsea. What, what I would say about them as well is that doesn't often get mentioned a lot. Rudiger, mm. he's huge for them. Absolutely massive. The difference when he's not playing, didn't play last week against, against West Brom, having played all the games against, uh, for Germany, but he brings the pace in particular at the back. So that enables Chelsea to play that high line. So they... It enabled them to play really high and not allow Crystal Palace out, and he's a massive player for Chelsea. You mentioned Pulisic. How much did he need that brace today? Well, you know, listen, with the, with the injuries that get built up, you're wondering where his fitness level is at. Today he proved that he can, he can play the, go the distance, score goals for them. Really excited. Well, Thomas, really, from minute one, was that excellent from your team? <clears throat> yeah, first half an hour, first 35 minutes were excellent. Very hungry, very aggressive, good ball possession, a lot of recoveries in the last third that leads to a lot of led to a lot of chances and was a well deserved lead up there. After 35 minutes, I was, uh, we dropped a little bit in, in precision, got a little bit sloppy and uh, yeah, and continued a little bit like this in the beginning of the second half, but uh, very good reaction after the goal. We conceded, very strong, uh, very encouraged. We had a lot of chances, scored again and, and created a lot of chances and didn't concede any, any big chances. In an attacking sense, did yeah. you see that performance this evening as a, a step forward progress yeah, from what's clearly, so far? Clearly we had many chances today and the guys were hungry and, and uh, very creative. We had a lot of good runs, a lot of good movements. 
and uh, yeah, was a, was a step forward. But you have to earn it every game. As uh, every game starts new, and uh, the challenge today was after we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to to have a, a response, and was was the next step in the right direction after the win against Porto it was very good. He could have had even more goals, yeah. Kai Havertz, but are we starting to see to see the real player now? Yeah, but this is also necessary, and uh, yeah, I'm a bit um, not disappointed, but he could have actually scored more. Um, the uh, big two big chances right after we conceded the goal to to finish the game off and and to even even score more. This is the way. He has uh, absolute quality, and he needs to show his quality. This is a challenge for him. Well, Chelsea have not lost too much ground then in the race for the top four. As we take you back to Graham Lasso and Arlo White, they can just forget that last weekend ever happened, chaps. <laughs> yes, it seems like it. We're on the wobbliest gantry in the Premier League at the moment as everyone de-rigs here around us. That explains uh, the camera movement slightly. Um, you've had a chat with, with Thomas Tuchel that we've <laughs> talked about throughout the day. And he told you that he's, what, 80 85% working on how to create more chances and score more goals. What has he unlocked today based on that conversation you had with him? Well, he's unlocked some goals, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think the positional um, setup of the team, Havertz playing as that number nine, dropping in between the centre-backs, them not tracking him, picking up the ball, to being able to turn. Every player that got into that position where they received the ball maybe with their back to goal or on the half turn, I think there was a definite decision to turn and attack. Mm. It, they didn't play the ball backwards when they had that chance to turn and get at teams. They picked the ball, balls up in decent areas inside the box. Havertz goal, Pulisic's first goal, both inside the box. And the determination for the players, again, Pulisic with his second goal, that determination to make that run and make something happen in front of goal, I think was really characteristic of the performance today. And Pulisic and, and Havertz, <laughs> do they show signs? Because they haven't been automatic first team choices. Is that a partnership or a duo that can fire Chelsea into the top four, into the Champions League next season? I think it depends on the opponents. Werner offers something different, doesn't he? Ziyech offers something different, but having that selection problem as a coach is brilliant because you can pick a specific player for a specific role in a game depending who you're playing against but certainly for me Tuchel saying that he wanted to see more out of Pulisic he's helped him and Pulisic's helped him in, in return and delivered a really strong performance today as did Havertz Great stuff Graham. thank you very much indeed once more, Rebecca will talk to you again tomorrow from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, big game against Manchester United they hung on indeed. That man, David Moyes, doing such a good job. So they got the win, but Tim Howard, having played under David Moyes, tell me right now what is going on in that dressing room. I don't think he'll be too happy. Brilliant win. But the, the way that they had to defend at the end, probably tomorrow it'll feel much better. But right now those players will be getting to talking to. The game management is the problem for West Ham. If they're going to make the top four, they can't keep doing this. Well, they keep scoring three goals. That's good. That's the good part of it. It's just like when you talk about game management... They, I guess the sensible approach would be to shore things up less... But that's what they've been doing and haven't been keeping clean sheets. So to keep getting them to attack and attack and attack at 3-0 doesn't make a lot of sense, but maybe that should be the way they go because it seems like now it's in their heads when they concede a goal, oh, nervous, 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 and they're giving themselves problems. But, listen, that's a great win. Great win for West Ham. Absolutely. Into the top four, how nervous are you about Leicester? They've been sucked back into it, Tim. Well, it's a really tight race. When I look at it, you have West Ham, Chelsea, Liverpool. Liverpool have the easiest run-in of them all, even though they're in Tottenham. If Tottenham get a result today, they're, they're right back in it. Leicester just seemed to have kind of petered out. Now, Ian Nacho was a really big bright spot for them mm -hmm. today, but... 
it just seems like they're slipping a little bit. And this is what we saw last season mm. as well. Which is what all lesser fans are thinking right now. T- yeah, absolutely. I mean, two, two really important parts of the game that they haven't done. Mm. And that's build-up play, possessing, controlling games and defending. Defensively wide open, loose, spaces everywhere uh, and look like conceding plenty of goals at the moment. Well, David, very well done. Great performance, but aren't 3-0 leads supposed to be a bit less stressful? Yeah, well, we, we should be learning what lesson by now. We've, we've been in front a couple of times in two games, so so I'm not happy. I'm not pleased with the with the way it finished, but uh, I'm thrilled about getting three points against a, a very much informed Leicester City team. I was trying to look for stats that really underline like the magnitude of what you're doing, and I thought just the league table, the next three, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, that, that tells a bit of a story to how yeah. well you've done to be fourth. Yeah, well, look... You know, when you're up there, you want to try and stay up there. But let's be fair; it's going to be really tough. We're not for a minute thinking that we've got, you know, we're going to be a Champions League club. But we're going to try to. You know, there's a lot of teams spent an awful lot of money, and you know, would be expecting to be in that position. So, but we're we're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it because, uh, you know, you want to be at the top. You want your team to win, and our team's been really good. The boys have been brilliant. They really have been. And uh, as you said just earlier, you know, doing it at the moment without Declan and Mickey's a is a big thing. And it's not as if we were against a lesser team. We were against one of the top teams today as well. Now a story coming out of the Leicester City camp regarding Hamza Chowdhury, Iosi Perez and James Madison. After the game, Leicester spokesman said the club has made its expectations around adherence to COVID-19 protocols abundantly clear to all its personnel. It's extremely disappointing, therefore, to learn of a breach of that had the potential to undermine the efforts of club staff to protect the environment in which our teams train and play. Appropriate measures have been taken to prevent our team bubbles being compromised. We wholly expect our people to behave in a way that reflects the national effort and the sacrifices made by our communities to control the spread of the virus. Those involved have apologised for their poor judgment. Our response to the matter will be concluded internally. Reports are that those players, Chowdhury, Perez, Madison, plus Wes Morgan, club captain, and Harvey Barnes, both of those are injured, did attend a party last Sunday. Here's their manager, Brendan Rogers. So the absentees today, Madison, Perez, Chowdhury, on top of the injuries you've already got, well, firstly, how much did you miss them? Well, no, it, listen, it was something that was a, a decision I'd made. We had an internal situation um, last weekend, and uh, and it's not a standard that we would expect. Those, all those boys you mentioned, they're all good guys, they're all good lads, but we have a standard on and off the pitch that uh, that we need to uh, ensure we adhere, and that's that's why the team has been developing well over these last couple of years. So, But the, the boys will rejoin the group after this game, um, the consequence of, of the behaviour was they missed this game, but they'll join the group next week, and then uh, we'll get ready for our semi-final. Are you able to clarify what happened? No, no, no. It, it's internal, and it's something that was been dealt with from within. I have to say, though, Brendan, ahead of such a big game, you must feel really let down. Listen, the the, the boys that, that you mentioned, it, it's something that, uh, of course, it disappoints, but I know them. It's, it's a behaviour, it's a mistake that they've made. Uh, it's not their identity. Uh, and it's certainly not the identity of what we're trying to produce. And we, uh, as I said, have been easy just to have have them here. And but it's not what we're what we're about. We, we have a set of values for the team, for this football club, and uh, and we have to adhere to that. And um, and like I say, the players in the main have been brilliant in my time here. But uh, and the and the top players, as you say, but they'll rejoin the group next week. And uh, they'll work hard and we'll all be back together again. Just last one on it, if I may, because you're yeah. saying it's your decision. Yeah. Any temptation, because it's such a big match, to say, OK, 
I'll let it slide, basically. Well, you can do if you're soft. Um, but for me, it's all, always about discipline. You know, in order to in order to be a winner or compete at the top end of this table, you got to act like a winner. And, and that winning and winning mentality is a, is a certain level of uh, behaviour and a mindset that uh, allows you to prepare every day and for every game. So, uh, so no, I, I no hesitation there. You know, you can find players nowadays and, and whatever else, but it's it's a drop in the ocean. The consequence uh, was the football game today. Unfortunately, we didn't have them. Um, but like I say, we'll move on from it and look to finish the season strongly. It will hurt them a lot, won't it, missing yeah, a game like that? Yeah, but that's, as I said, I can take money off off them and uh, it, it doesn't make a lot of difference, to be honest, the, the, the money that uh, people are paid now. So, uh, But as I said, they've worked hard outside of the, the squad this week and uh, they'll rejoin us for training next week. Two parts of this conversation, one from the perspective of what Brendan Rodgers did and whether these chaps agree with it. But first of all, just explain to me why a set of players would go to a party mm -hmm. when apparently Brendan Rodgers has said them just a few days before, please be careful, towards mm -hmm. the end of the season, and they go to a party when England is still coming out of lockdown. Mm -hmm. Can you explain? I, I can't explain it other than, than sheer stupidity. It really, you know, the, Madison should know better. Wes Morgan, I mean, Brendan Rodgers would be more disappointed in in him than anybody else. He's a club captain. This is a guy who should know better. People don't like, like hearing me say this. If you want to be a top footballer, football has to be your first, second, and third priority. And everything else is a distant, distant second, second on that list. It's simple. And, and that's what it is. They, they get paid a ton of money. They're in the spotlight. There is an onus on them to do the right things. And if their manager is going to remind them and they're going to go out and do it, it's just a slap in the face. Rob? I just wish we knew a little bit more details mm. of it. For so many players, Rebecca, to, to, to break the, the laws or the, the rules or whatever the club. And Wes Morgan. Mm. I mean, you talk about what it takes to be a top footballer. I mean, he's, he's won the Premier League title. He, he knows what it's like for players to get there and what it feels like to get there. For so many of them, I just... I guess they did it. They did what they did. James Madison was missed. They needed him in the game. They missed that little bit of quality. A massive game that they they missed in some of their, their better players, and, and they lost the match. And for somebody like James Madison on the cusp of the England squad mm -hmm. going to the Euros, perhaps Gareth Southgate will also take a dim view. What do you make of what Brendan Rodgers did? Did he have to do what he did? It's a bit like the Arteta Aubameyang situation. Yeah, and um, for that situation, I, I didn't like it because I feel like like it hurt the team as well. Like Leicester need. They're better players. I, of course, I understand. There's got to be some consequence to it. I would just ask: Is there another way of doing it? Whether a it's fine, maybe. a fine or or something else mm. that doesn't affect the, the the team and the fans and the football club and what it means. And possibly not a to top, have, top four. Yeah, and what it means to not have your better players. Well, I, I, I don't think we can blame Brendan Rodgers. I mean, he gave them a direct order yeah. just just so days to before. Do what he had to do. And yeah, I think I think so. I'm okay with him doing it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Let's take you back for some final thoughts from our commentary team in North London, Lee Dixon and Arlo White. Thanks, Rebecca. Um, reflections on, on that was a terrific game of football, mm. wasn't it? How impressed were you with Manchester United in their second half performance, bearing in mind what had happened in the first half with the goal disallowed and then going 1-0 down? That's what half-times are for. That's why managers earn their money. We don't hear what they say at half-time. But it was clear that United were at their best in the first half and I thought Tottenham started the game really well but at half time Ollie would have said something to him um, and just kind of said look we need a little bit more of this a little bit more of that and I think the important thing is that United have done that time and time again so the, you kind of go to the muscle memory and you go well we normally come back now when we play better in the second half or when we're behind and they certainly did mm. that they were very impressive in the second half Pogba got into the game Fernandez was in, involved everybody played their part and I thought they looked really impressive how good will Luke Shaw feel today <laughs> because the second half yeah. was played right in front of the manager that didn't rate him I mean if that had been me and he'd have said what he said about Luke Shaw and that had been me I would have said to him during the game maybe he's got a bit more class than I have I would have said to him Jose do you want to say anything I'm in the right position <laughs> Should, do you want me to move up <laughs> I would have had a joke with him and I'm, I'm sure Jose would have said something I'm, he probably has said something to him anyway and mm. I'm, I'm doing him a disservice but he played so well in that second half as all the United players did and they full, really deserved it yeah thanks a lot again Lee this was a terrific game Rebecca we'll talk to you again next weekend Gentlemen, thank you very much. Tim Howard, Robbie Mosto here in the studio with me. Six points away from the top four with seven to play. Tottenham's position perilous? Yep, that's definitive for me. They've got a jump above Liverpool, Chelsea that are finding some form there, let alone West Ham United. They could find themselves after tomorrow eighth in the Premier League. So I thought it was a, a, a huge game for Spurs. They couldn't afford to lose. They've lost it. And now, I mean, I tell you, it's a brave man to think that they can finish in the top four and we'll be playing Champions League football next season because I don't think that's going to happen. So where does that leave Jose Mourinho for you? Do you think he'll see out this season? They have a League Cup final still. Yeah, they, they have the League Cup. I, look, if, other, other than contractual issues, I think he, he doesn't last a season, but it looks like he will. And, and for me, sadly, this was the same old Spurs. I mean, they started out so well. Defensively, they got it right. They were right up against it. They allowed the attack to flow. Really good football going forward on the counterattack. Brilliant. And then once again... Do you think the Jose Mourinho experiment, have you seen enough now to know that it hasn't worked? Um, yes, I have seen enough. Now, given if you're going to give him a, a load more money to, to buy three defenders and everybody else, who knows, then you might want to see more of it. I'd be really surprised if Daniel Levy doesn't think in the summer, I think we'll see out the season. I don't mm -hmm. think you're going to see him five between now and the end of the season. But he's got a decision to make, hasn't he? Is this going in the right direction? You know, you're not... You say... I'm saying it's not. Mm, I'm saying it's not. I mean, also, by the way, is there going to be regrets about Deli Alley and mm. Gareth Bale? I just sat on the bench. We forget about Deli. He sat on the bench, doesn't come on into the game. I mean, he's a talented player. Can he not do a bit better than some yeah. of those guys out there, given another option? I think the decision for Levy is they, they, might, they might win a cup. Is that, does, he want to win, is, does he think that Spurs is just a League Cup winning team? Because otherwise, this team's nowhere near the top of the table. Do you also get the feeling they might be losing their grip on Harry Kane? I 100% I, I don't, don't believe Harry Kane will be there next year. 
Let's hear from Jose Mourinho. Jose, you were leading at half-time. How and where did that one get away from you? We play against a good team, a team that reacted. Uh, lots of quality, lots of power, very strong uh, players in in midfield, not just technically, but fundamentally, uh, physically. And um, they scored, we had a good reaction. We had great occasions to score the second goal. I believe that even from the position I was, uh, Dean made a couple of very, very good saves, uh, especially one on Harry Kane. I saw the ball uh, inside. Then they score, then we have uh, another good reaction, then we hit the post and uh, we were dominant in that period and then they go there and they score the third, the third goal. So for me that's, uh, that's the view. My opinion uh, was a good game. Um, my opinion we didn't deserve this uh, result at all, but uh, we lost against a very good team. Before you took the lead, were you fortunate to get away with one of the AR decision? I think we were unlucky because maybe Pogba should get a red card uh, from an elbow on, uh, on Sergio Ria. So if you are going to speak about VAR, maybe we have to go deeper than, than that. OK, that's your point on Pogba, but on the goal that was disallowed, do you think you were fortunate? I don't know anything anymore. In football, you don't know anything anymore. I watch the Fulham Wolves. I don't understand anything anymore. Uh, I, it's difficult to understand, so... Sometimes you get, sometimes you don't get, but it's very difficult to to analyze. Even as a coach, many, many times I I, I don't know how to, to comment. Uh, I don't know. Do you think we've got real problems in the game now then? If as a coach you just don't know what's happening with VAR? Yeah, it's difficult. You don't know. Uh, you don't celebrate a goal because you are uh, you are afraid, then you have when you see the lines of, of the offside, which was not was not the case in this game, but in some, some matches. Obviously, with us too, you don't really understand very, very well if it is offside or if it's not offside. And then the contacts, you don't know, uh, is difficult. But, you know, to speak about that after a, a defeat, I don't feel really comfortable. You said you were beaten by a very good team today, but that's the seventh time this season you've been leading at half-time and not got on to win the game. Yeah. How big a concern is that? Uh, is a concern. I know some of the reasons, but it's, it's very hard for me to be to be in you, with you, uh, with you media, because uh, when I go deeper on on analyze, uh, it's really difficult. I'm I don't feel very comfortable, so I prefer to stay like that and 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 just to. To praise my players for the effort, I believe that they, they gave everything they had. Um, I believe that they deserve more than what they, they got, but I, I praise them for that. I praise United for their victory and I prefer to stay like this. OK. How damaging that defeat, though, in terms of your quest for top four? That's six points yeah, to get now. Of course, of course. We need, uh, we need points and we lost three. Of course, that's no, no doubts about that. There is no way to run away from... Uh, from that, we needed points from the game and we didn't get them. Cheers, Jose. Thank you. Tim, your reaction to his post-match post mood? Um, it's almost like he doesn't care. I, you, you hate to say that. Um, somewhat defeated, you know, so mm. talking about Manchester United was the better team and we don't, you know, don't think we can get to the top four and, yeah, it's kind of gone. So it seems really flat to me. It, it, I mean, it screams that 
we haven't got enough good players. Mm. They're better than us, they're stronger than us. And, like, defeated is a good word. That's what I thought. It just looks like, you know, what can I do? Yes, we're seventh right now. Is that a tactic to get more money in the summer? He, he, he knows at this club he isn't going to get a ton of money to try and make it back. He's already brought in three new defenders mm. and a defensive holding midfield player to try and help defensively. And yet he still tries to rely on def defensive situations to win games where he's got Delhi, Gareth Bale. That have, that, certainly Bale's done well when he's had a chance. How much? Oli, the facts are that Manchester United come from behind once again to win <laughs> yeah, the game. Yeah, you'd... But I suspect you would probably strongly feel you should have been ahead anyway. 100%. That's. Uh, game is gone. Game is absolutely gone. If that's a clear and obvious error, uh, it's a clear and obvious error that he, he looks at it, that he's been told to look at it. So, perfectly good goal. And, um, you know, we, it's. I think that kick started us, though. You know, yeah, I know we conceded a goal just after. But the performance from then till the end of the uh, end of the game was so much better because we we did start like a team. It looked like we'd been in Europe on Thursday night. Can I just keep you on the incident? Although yeah. it's now academic because you won the game yeah. to a degree. But they said it was not part of his natural running action. How is he running then? Is he running like this? I'm, I run like this. You know, I, I use my arms when I run. And uh, but then again, uh, I said we shouldn't be conned. But I have to say, if my son stays down like this for three minutes and he gets ten of his mates around him, to, uh, to if if he gets that in the face from his one of his other mates and he get, needs ten mates to uh, to help him up, yeah, he won't won't get any food. And I'm I'm still saying I'm saying the same now as I did. The first time we played them. To use your words, you feel you were conned again? No, we no, we weren't. We weren't. The referee was. Okay, your feelings are clear. What about the <laughs> positives of your side today? Great reaction. Absolutely top reaction after that. We uh, we played some great stuff second half, but also after they scored, we, we feel the um, the injustice there and uh, the adversity went. Uh, into our players' head and good character showed. We, we just had to come back from it. We, we can't let those decisions uh, ruin ruin a, a good season for us. Jose, can I just ask you what your view of the of, of the Son incident was? Did you did you think that was? Uh, did you think the, the the officials between them got that decision right? And then also just to just to follow up on that, just. You know, is, is the top ball still within within your grasp? There's still games to play, isn't it? Still, still time left. Look, first of all, let me tell you something. I'm very, very surprised that after the comments that Oli made on Sony, you don't ask me about it. Because, and I told Oli already this because I met him just a few minutes ago. If is me. Telling that player A, B or C from another club, if it was my son, I wouldn't give him a dinner tonight or something like that. What would be the reaction of that level? It's, it's very, very sad. And I, I, I think it's really sad that you don't ask me about it. It's really sad that you don't have the moral honesty to treat me the same way you treat others. In relation to that, I just want to say, Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Oli. 
because I think a father, I am a father, I think a father, you have always to feed your kids, doesn't matter what they do. If you have to steal to feed your kids, you steal. I'm very, very disappointed. And because with me, like we say in Portugal, bread is bread and cheese is cheese, I told already Oli what I think about his, uh, his comments. And I have to tell you that I'm very, very disappointed that in five, six, seven questions, you ignore the dimension of that comment. <laughs> I mean, that has to go down as one oh, of the greatest Jose Brilliance mm -hmm, ever. <clears throat> bread is bread, cheese is cheese. Um, the deflection tactic, Tim, there, mm -hmm. because we are now talking about this war of words, if you like, about Hyungmin Son and what Oli said about him, and that Mourinho was angry that he wasn't asked about what Oli said. We're not talking about the fact they lost 3 1 and they're nowhere near the top four. It's yeah. amazing. Well done, Jose. I, I, I enjoyed that because <laughs> otherwise we were going to get a bunch of deflections on why they weren't in the top four. That was more entertaining. Look, I, I think. <sighs> I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer just shouldn't have said what he said. It, there, was, there was enough in it. We, we, we know the incident. He can speak about the incident. But to take it that extra step further, what he did, a little naughty, probably should have refrained from that. Just all rather bizarre, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, funny. Very funny. <laughs> I, I think both, both overreacted. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer shouldn't... I mean, I, I mean, he's kind of made a, a, an attack there on mm. Human Son and, and the 10 teammates. So that really isn't cool to do that. I get that. The food thing, I wouldn't feed my son, was a kind of like, oh, wow, OK, bit weird. Um, <laughs> but I don't think he meant it in any, like in, in, a, in any literal, way, literal. literal. And for Jose to, to, to dramatise it, that was really entertaining. <laughs> and to talk about bread and cheese and, you know, what a man is he that he wouldn't feed his kid and I'd steal to, f to feed my children. Like, oh, no, Jose didn't really mean that. So, um, brilliant. Right, deflection tactics and, yeah. OK, but let's not let him no, win that. Let's him, talk no. about the fact mm. that they're miles off the top four, Tim. Um, we, we briefly touched on it earlier on. They're not going to make Champions League mm -hmm. for you now? I don't, think, I don't think they can. There's too many good teams above them. That not, not only good teams, they're playing really well. These teams above them are playing well. I, I don't see a way back for them. They have, to, they have to leapfrog too many places. If you're a Spurs fan tonight, mm. what are your emotions? Uh, where are we going mm -hmm. with this project, with Jose? Um, because he's had plenty of time. There's not a ton of injuries. He's rotated everybody. He can't seem to improve this team, first of all, defensively. And we're not seeing the entertaining football. We know what he does, and it's kind of OK if you win. Um, it's difficult to see how the club is going forward. Arsenal, by the way, are four points behind Spurs. Mm. And can you imagine if, if Arsenal could find a way past them, given all their issues and transition period, mm. and the players that Spurs have got available that he's not using? So it's a really bad look. And he looks like, I think you said earlier, Tim, he looked like kind of defeated, like... It is what it is, and I can't get much more out of them. Well, it was a light-hearted exchange between the two managers, but unfortunately we've got some more serious news coming out of Tottenham. This tweet, uh, not too long ago, another match day, they say, and more abhorrent racial abuse suffered by one of our players. This has again been reported to the platforms, and we shall now undertake a full review alongside the Premier League to determine the most effective action moving forward. They say, we stand with you, Sonny. So, unfortunately, yet more social media racist abuse. And on Thursday, of course, they're playing Slavia Prague. It's 1-1 from the first leg, the quarterfinal of the Europa League, second leg on Thursday. Mm. Over the years, Robbie, you've been a big fan of clubs being patient with their managers and making sure they give them enough time to take the project where that manager was brought in to take. Mm. 
how are you feeling <clears throat> about the patients being shown? Good result today, but yeah. the patients in general being shown to Mikhail Teta. I, I think he, he should be getting the patients. Um, what I would say is that I, th I think it's important. Today was an important result, but also between now and the end of the season, there's got to be signs of progression with this project. I know it's been difficult, you know, all the circumstances of the pandemic and, and clearing a lot of players out and some of the younger players and getting the injuries and stuff like that, but it still has to feel like it's moving forward. In, in terms of results or performances? Both. Did you want? Okay. Both. I mean, mid-table is not a good look for Arsenal. You know, the longer that goes on, if they didn't win against Sheffield United, they get knocked out on Thursday against Slavia Prague, which is a difficult... They've got to travel away. They're down an away goal. So that's a difficult match. Then everything starts to pile on the manager again a little bit. But I'm, uh, that was exactly what he needed, the club needed, the fans wanted to see. They're set up now for Thursday to go and win that. So not that it's on a knife edge, but I always want to see progression. You know, and, and if I don't, and that's why I'm sort of like with Jose Mourinho, like, wow, where is it going? I think it is still slowly moving in the right direction, but it is slow, and like I said, a million times. The Arsenal fans have got to be patient with this one. The same number of games played at Unai Emery, Mikel Arteta. Arteta has a worse record. You played with him, you know him. Are you OK with the direction the club are going in? Yeah, and I hope, and I hope that it's a longer-term plan. I don't see this... I don't see them turning the corner and challenging for the title next season. I, I, they probably won't be in European football next season. So I hope that this is a a couple of years type of plan because he's got some really good young players, but they're going to need time to develop. Of course, they have to bring in some world-class talent, which Arsenal's always been known for, but it's not going to happen overnight. That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.